can't. I can't. I, I love listening to that song. Like <laughs> you know, all loud in here and everything. You just like really feel it inside. Um, but that's just. Anyways, hi. This is Comics on Comics, uh, coming to you live from the Hollywood Improv Lab, and I am here today with uh, some great friends of mine. Uh, down here, we've got Spence Griffith. At the age of 15, Spence was lucky enough to be kidnapped by Tony Stark. Tony Stark bravely manipulated Spence into putting his young life in jeopardy. Tony Stark wisely dismissed Spence when he dared suggest Tony uh, put emergency parachutes in his suits. Now Spence spends his days waiting for Tony Stark at random elevators. Aw. And you're also a yes, comedian and writer and all-around good guy. Spence. Thank you. Yay! Hi, Facebook. Uh, yes, hi, Facebook. Um, next, we have Stefano Terry. He is an artist and a writer currently working on the Halloween and Christmas issues of his superheroine comic book series, The Gamma Gals. He is torn on whether Captain America should have uh, decapitated Tony Stark with a shield when he had the chance. Stefano. Hello. <coughs> Next, we have Christine Hip. Um, she is the keen creative mind behind the hit new webcomic Bounty Hunter Space Beasties and an avid <laughs> member of the Los Angeles Women's Comic Creators Group uh, League. She writes, she draws, she crushes the patriarchy. You can find the comic at bountyhunterspacebeasties.com. Besties. Be Space besties. Oh, besties. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I guess that's more. That's. I guess that makes more sense yeah. than beasties. That's like the fourth different way to get my title wrong that I've heard, actually. Okay. Uh, so I'm learning about naming things. <laughs> so uh, well, what what else have people been calling your book? Uh, Bounty hunter space busties, bounty hunter space buddies, <laughs> and uh, I think one time I called it bounty hunter space bitches. But okay. I like that one. Yeah, that, one's that, yeah, that one's fine. <laughs> uh, well, you know, space beasties. I guess that's the compendium yeah. of all of the creatures that yeah. they were fighting for. Of course. Um, that's how I'm going to justify that. <laughs> <coughs> um, and we have Ashley Rubin. She is a comic book writer who is known for her snarkiness, both in and out of the classroom. Her work in um, uh, her work includes Guerrero, um, whose origin story is could be found in the Ladybug anthology, and uh, Slugger, a one shot to be published later this year. Ashley, hello. Hi, <laughs> um, Okay, guys, so... So didn't understand what we were supposed to do. <laughs> That's fine. I missed it's the mark by so far. <laughs> it's, 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 it's all right. Um, so uh, why don't you guys tell us about the, the uh, Ladybug Anthology? I know that it's the group that has come together, what, uh, like in the last year or so you guys got yep, together? Yeah, we had our birthday a month and a half ago. Mm -hmm. We're basically a collective of women comic creators, and we meet every Thursday at the Comic Bug in Manhattan Beach, and we create comics together. Mm -hmm. So our first anthology was just a collection of our, our works that we've been working on, and um, we have some future ones coming. Yeah, so uh, the Ladybug Anthology, you can find out more information about it at ladybugcomics.org, uh, and there's like a little summary about it. You can see our super cute cover. The next anthology we have submissions open for, and men are allowed to submit to this one. It's called the Manthology, <laughs> and the stories are about men, but we treat them the way Hollywood normally treats women. Uh, and so we're looking for two kinds of stories: ones that gender bend to show how ridiculous something is, like the ogres from World of Warcraft, how like that the women are just women with green skin, but the men right. are like ogres. To be fair, they've got sharp teeth. 
That's right? true. Just like the one one jagged That's tooth. That's a good point. I did miss so, that. So yeah, that makes know. it that makes it better. Right. Uh, They're then, both unfuckable. Yeah. <laughs> both of them are pretty vulnerable, so I thought let that one slide. But there, there are other things we could talk about. And then the the other kinds of stories we're looking for are are more like guy positive ones that show the way we never portray men in the media, like having feelings or being emotionally vulnerable what? or fighting evil with the power of truth and love with their magical boyfriends. What? <laughs> yeah, so we're, we're just trying to, like, uh, address gender stereotypes and kind of point out tropes so that writers can read it and learn not to write these things or at least understand why it might be bad. Hmm. And also just so that everyone could have a good laugh and look at a really fat pinup section. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, I know uh, Mike Wellman and June over there at the Comic Bug. They're amazing guys. Uh, I started going over there when uh, their first creator group, you know, 10 years ago, probably now CAG. You know, I, I did all of that, um, you know, and then the, the groups afterwards. And it's awesome that um, he's been able to create this community, you know, and, you know, you guys are coming together. Um, now, how did you guys, was it just spontaneous? You guys were like, hey, let's come together and do this anthology. Uh, I mean, there there's a, a sketchy bug group that's already putting together anthologies on its own. And so when they had a second group meeting on a regular basis at the comic bug, they decided why not uh, give us a chance to make our own. So the, the comic bug was really cool, and they funded the Ladybug anthology and covered printing costs for us. It was just up to us to make the content and make it good. And both of us delivered. Boom. That is awesome. <laughs> And yeah, no, that's that's um, that's the power of having a, a a really cool shop and a really cool owner like Mike. Yeah. Um, that he, you know, he Mike Wellman was at Mike and June were both at the very first taping of Comics on Comics ten years ago. So they're they're huge supporters of us, uh, you know. And I, I love those guys, you know. Thank you. Um, uh, so that's awesome. Uh, Stefano, uh, tell Hello. us about Gamma Gals. Gamma Gals is the story of three teenage girls who gain superpowers after a gamma-radiated electrical storm hits their hometown, and it's basically just about them kind of protecting their city and being badass, awesome, you know, female characters that you don't get to see much of in comics that aren't overly sexualized, you know, no fan service or anything like that. It's just girls being awesome, Sweet. and that's kind of it. And and <laughs> well, you're 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 working on your Halloween and your yeah, Christmas specials, which I means that your now first arc is finished. I am so proud because I finally finished the four issue uh, introductory arc for the series, and now I'm doing a Halloween special and then a Christmas special. Halloween one will be ready about October, I think. I, I'm hoping. I'm aiming for October. It takes me like three months to do an issue since I do all the penciling, inking, coloring, and all that fun stuff. But then the Christmas issue, I'm hoping by December or so. But that's about it for now, for me. <laughs> Sweet. Um, Spence. Yeah, let me tell you about my comic book. Yeah. I, um, <laughs> I feel like men haven't gotten a representation <laughs> no. in comic books. Mm, we're really? not, we're yes. not really in them very much. No, so right. I, I'm writing about a, a new kind of guy. Like, mm -hmm. he's he's manly and he doesn't cry. Okay. And he beats up people and drags girls around with their, with their hair. Mm. Yeah, it's called Trump. Right? Um, <laughs> Yeah, I'm not doing anything. They're the, they're, they're the, the good people. Well, you <laughs> are you are comedian and writer, Spence. Yeah. I am those things. And <laughs> I, 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 I'm not ready to talk about it. Let's do some civil war. I wrote notes so, about okay, that. Okay, uh, very well. Um, enough for the introductions. Um, Captain America Civil War came out, uh, what is it now, three weeks ago. It crossed one the $1 billion mark uh, within you know two weeks of yeah, the release, even less than that. Um, in the time it took, um, uh, s it, 
Warner Brothers, uh, Batman vs. Superman had made something like $800 million by the time Civil War yeah. had crossed $1 billion. So, you know, this is clearly a juggernaut that, you know, um, is just making a, a, a crap load of money. And it's actually a really good superhero movie. Um, at least that's what I thought. So let's uh, go down the line. Spence, what were your uh, impressions of Civil War? I, I really enjoyed it. I had a hard time trying to find things that, uh, that I didn't like it. So yay for Civil War. <laughs> Do them so I can figure out what the fuck we're doing. I've been uh, messing up this uh, whole time. <laughs> okay, <laughs> St- Stefano, uh, what did what'd you think? Um, I really liked it also. I don't know if I liked it as much as Winter Soldier, only because Winter Soldier was such a focused cat movie. And I think Civil War had more of a kind of scattered focus, but not in a bad way. I think, like, it balanced its characters really well, but I'm still kind of torn on which one I like more. I'm pretty sure I like Winter Soldier more outside of, like, some of the awesome set pieces in, in Civil War, which was pretty sweet, but mm-hmm. I liked it. All right. Um, Ashley? Oh, uh, Christine. I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, I was a fan of Civil War. It definitely felt like an Avengers movie more than anything else. But it was very thoroughly entertaining, uh, and I didn't go in there only wanting the captain, so having everyone else show up was nice. Uh, and it was just, it was a good ride. Yeah. Oh, I really liked Civil War. I really liked the, um, the uh, Black Panther. Oh, yeah. favorite character. That was oh, so Black cool. Panther was yeah, amazing. He was, yeah. he was super and awesome. Yeah, and I thought that Spider-Man was also hilarious, so... Mm. It's yeah, worth it just for those two things. A- a- absolutely. <laughs> let's let's give it up for finally having a great representation of Peter Parker Spider-Man. Thank you know, you. It, it you know, thank you to Marvel for for giving us this this Peter Parker that that we recognize. You know, um in in Spider-Man 3, we have Peter Parker who's literally beating Mary Jane, which is probably the furthest thing you can get from being Peter Parker Spider-Man. Um, and then we have the uh, Richard Garfield Spider-Man movies, which he wasn't bad as Spider-Man. It's just everything else Did around. Did you say Richard I Garfield? Said Richard. Richard. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. Yeah. Don't, don't uh, correct him. Yeah. Don't correct him. I, mean, I know. I, I was. I saw he was going to do it, so I wanted to act tough. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to call let's, one out on his like slandering the of that one dude, Garfield. <laughs> The guy with the hair, his hair is so big, I can't really figure out how he puts the mask on. It's like his hair is like eight inches tall on top of his head. And Andrew Garfield? Andrew Garfield. (laughs) Andrew Garfield, yeah. I was trying to figure out his name this whole time. I think the other advantage with the Spider-Man thing is they just totally skipped over like an origin story. And so it's kind of like a promise that the next like movie we get isn't going to be a third origin story the Marvel way. (laughs) It's just going to be a Spider-Man story, which is like so nice. Yeah, which is, you know, because we get – in Batman vs. Superman, for whatever reason, J- Zack Snyder wanted to put in Batman's origin story yet again. <laughs> like, d- how many times do we need to see his parents being shot in front of him? Yeah, like, we, no, we right. get it. We understand. We know what is going to happen. You don't need to tell us over and over again. We know what happened to Peter Parker. You don't have to tell us. Yeah, like, well, Snyder is more interested in copy-pasting iconic panels from the comic pages than actually telling a cohesive story. So at least the Russo brothers like tend to have a knack of like keeping things on task and focused. Um, one of the things, I forgot if I talked to you about it before, but I wasn't too sure about Zemo initially in the mm. movie because while I'm watching it, the moment it would cut away to Zemo, because I guess I didn't know what he was doing, like what his plan was, I felt like it slowed the movie down. And I'm like, well, it's interesting who this guy is. I knew who he was because spoilers, I guess. Right. But I'm like, he's doing his thing, but I don't really know why he's doing it. And then when you find out why he's doing it, you're like, oh, that's awesome. So I imagine that when I rewatch the movie a second time, it's going to be a lot more fun to like kind of see or like, when he's doing two. his thing. Or, yeah, yeah, exactly. And so I'm like, eh, I, I, 
I don't know, like, I think, like, the Russos do a much better job of, like, focusing on the characters and the, for every character, not just, like, Cap. It wasn't just Cap having character growth in that movie. It was, like, right. everyone had their little bit of, like, growing so that when we see them again in whatever their next movie they're going to be, they're going to be in a different place. Like, Ant-Man, even his little moment in the movie was, like, great. You know, yeah. just, like, yeah. a highlight for me. Like, I wasn't too big. I liked Ant-Man a lot. But I was annoyed at some things about Ant-Man, mainly how they handle Wasp in the movie. Mm. But I do like Paul Rudd, so I'm kind of torn because I think he's really good as Scott. But I like Hank Pym. I wanted to see Hank Pym as Ant-Man. You know, I kind of want to see like a 1980s de-aged Michael Douglas Ant-Man movie with him and, you know, uh, Janet as, you know, Wasp and Ant-Man. That would be cool. But we're going to get Evangeline Lilly and Paul Rudd again. But that's okay, I guess. Yeah, no, I, really I mean, wanted to see Wasp some more. Yeah, that's I, a lot of work for an Ant-Man movie. I know, Put, right? Putting Michael Douglas, making him younger just so he yeah. can play. I think it's worth it. I, well, mean, it's I watch old Michael Douglas, too. Michael Douglas is awesome, but I, I want to see a de-aged one. They did such a good job in that sure, movie, you know, like, de-aging you everybody. Yeah, exactly. Dude, when uh, Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, I know, right? Oh, that was it's crazy. Like, holy shit. <laughs> yeah, I was yeah. like, oh, my God. That, that good. totally looks like him in, in, you know, less than zero. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I think that's, like, the one downside of that scene was I was taken out of it because I was sitting there trying to figure out what they did to make that appear on the screen. Mm. And so I didn't catch any of the dialogue until the very end. There's like a company that specializes in just that. That's the worst scene of the film, in my opinion, because to have that scene, it means that – I mean, it's right up there with the Batman-Superman dream sequence Mm. to me because I'm going to present this thing to a bunch of smart people. Let's put the most horrible moment in my (laughs) life in front of them because they couldn't get a metaphor. If you just put something, I don't know. I thought that. Well, was I mean, I thought I really. Thought it, I know why they had to do it. R- right. And they it had to set it up. The dream so that, sequence, but. Could, but could you imagine just an exposition scene where he's like, yeah, you know, I was, uh, you know, talking to his therapist or something, you know, <laughs> explaining that oh, I still haven't gotten over the death of my parents, blah blah blah. But this way, we understand that he is he's beginning to get over it. I don't think we needed to know that. I think he's a whiny bitch in this movie. R- Tony Stark. Sure. I mean, the whole reason he won't sign it is because it'll help him get back with Pepper well, Potts because he doesn't have the self-control to stop being Iron Man. So he wants to fuck it up for everybody else. Right. I think – I disagree. I mean, I'm on Team Cap. You know, sure. like, I'm totally on Team Cap. But I think that Tony's motivations are more – and it's hard to describe, but it's like an extension of all the shit he went through in those previous movies and all that PTSD that he suffered. And I think right. his intentions in the Age of Ultron were, were like, oh, noble. He wanted to protect not just his friends but the world. But also, Tony only has the Avengers. Like, that's all he has right now. He doesn't have Pepper, which is why mm. I think they put – aside from not getting Gwyneth Paltrow, like, he doesn't have Pepper in his life. He doesn't have uh, – he has Rhodes, but he gets, you know, TKO'd, you know, pretty early on. Right. So all he has that, like, all he has remaining is Iron Man and the Avengers. So he will do whatever it takes to keep that connection. It's actually really sad because, like, he's – he doesn't like Steve. Steve has, you know, Bucky, which is why he's doing what he's doing because that's right. his last connection. Because what happens to Peggy? You know, he doesn't have her in his life anymore. He only has Bucky, so he would do everything to protect Bucky and to keep Bucky in his life. And Tony will do everything he can to keep the Avengers together because that's all they basically have. That's all they have left, and that's where they butt heads. And I thought that was really interesting. So I don't really think Tony was trying to like be a dick just to be a dick. I think he was being a dick because he's lonely. He's alone and sad. <laughs> that sure, sort of but thing. they're not gonna. He could have also just as easily been – you think if he came on television and was like, hey, these guys want us to ha- sign these papers, but we don't want to. Do you want the Avengers to go away? I'm pretty – like who's this ma- group of – I don't know. Never mind. I, mean, it's, it's I don't know who's bitching about him. 
I mean, it's not just, I think it, what it comes down to is Tony Stark wants to finally start doing the right thing and be yeah. a good person, but he doesn't have that moral compass that Captain does. Mm. So, well, Captain America does not feel the need to have the UN look over everything he does before approving of it. He just wants to go out and do the right thing and sees other people as something that'll, like, delay mm. him and get in the way. Whereas Tony Stark is constantly worried that he's going to make the wrong choice. Okay. And I think if you look <laughs> at the people who are on Tony Stark, like, uh, Black Widow, uh, she she keeps wondering if she's like a moral person. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it's that does, that kind of logic doesn't apply to every single person, but that that the people who are at the forefront yeah. in the movie, like the ones who were on the side of letting someone else make the choices for them, are the ones who want to do the good thing but don't trust themselves. Yeah. Well, Rhodey's like he's working for the government. He's not gonna like go against them. That's just, he's military, so that's why right. he's on Team Cap and whatnot. And yeah. you know the 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 you know we have to realize that in in the comic books. What sets off the Civil War is, you know, there was a reality show and, um, you know, there was an accident and we get on camera in elementary school getting blown up. So, you know, with, when 250 children die in an explosion, then everyone's like, whoa, let's, you know, what are we doing here with superheroes? Um, and in the movie, they didn't have that. So they had to, you know, um, put all of these uh, events in successions like, look. This happened. This happened. This happened. They, they and now we have to. They sort of had it with the, the Wanda thing. At the very beginning, yeah. she blows up part of a building, mm-hmm. but it doesn't really stick because you never see the people inside of it before they're yeah. killed. Yeah, right. And so it does, or like you never even see people reporting. This is the face of this woman who oh. will never see your children again. And that's it, it feels cheesy out of context, but that's something they were missing in the movie. So Wanda was horrified, but as a reader I, or as a viewer, I wasn't. I feel bad for yeah. bringing this up. Sorry, Juan. I feel bad for bringing this up, but that reminded me of Batman v Superman and that opening sequence where Bruce is in uh, Metropolis and Superman and Zod are doing their thing and his buddy's in the building and he gets killed. That's actually probably like the best part of that movie in terms of like emotional impact because I thought it was really good. You did see the people in the building doing their thing, trying to talk to Bruce, and then all shit breaks loose and they here's die. The thing. That scene takes I- is perfectly fine in a pre-9-11 world. But in a post-9-11 world, when we – if you're in a building and you see shit beginning to go down, you're out of there. Oh, yeah, totally. There's, you're not going to be like, oh, let me call Bruce. Hey, um, yeah, you know, I thought that was stupid. But, yeah, uh, exactly. I so mean, he, calling him, should I leave, boss? Yeah, exactly. The building's crumbling around me, but I got some emails I need to check. Oh, yeah. oh, man. Oh, lasers gotta, are, lasers set me on email. fire. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, it's like, you know, it, it, it doesn't make sense in – you know, so – uh, but that's that's an, um, an argument. Bruce is like, so Chad, did you send that email? Yeah, uh, right. <laughs> well, I don't understand the woman that's waiting at the elevator. Which, first of all, is just weird that she knew he was going to be like depressed that he had to read Pepper Potts on the screen because when, um, <laughs> and he comes out. The other option of her son not dying was the world dying, and what did she want? I, I just – yeah, I don't – like to me, it's like I get it. They're trying to do it like drones, like we're killing innocent people and stuff. But the things the Avengers are getting, like it outweighs – like I don't – you know, a drone gets one dude that's in a cave and kills ten innocent people, um, whereas they saved the world. Right. I, I well, know. I mean That's it's, why it's the scene with Wanda had to be there because yeah. that made it small stakes exactly. and some a bunch of people died. 
Right, anyway. but then, but then, because we don't ever get to see the bodies, because we we don't ever feel the emotional impact, so we know that she's going through some stuff because she's being emo about it. Mm-hmm. But we don't we don't identify with the dead bodies. I kind of wish we had seen uh, some of that in Age of Ultron. One of the parts, mm. and it kind of sucks, but when Cap is trying to hold the car um, with the woman and the guy in it, and it falls over the edge, and for that yeah. brief moment, you think, "Fuck, Cap," you know, like failed. And then Thor comes and he like you know saved the lady in the car. I think we should have had that sequence where we saw at least a few people you know die. I know they want to keep it PG and PG thirteen you know for the younger audience, but I think um, even just like a little bit, you know, we do get a a a a split second of introspection when uh, Hawkeye is laying down and you know Quicksilver's body's right there. Yeah, we get that, but you know it's like it's Quicksilver. He's one of the heroes and he has superpowers. I think it would be much more impactful to see an actual mortal, you know, like kind of dead, you know. Even a hand fall, dramatically cliche hand falling into frame. Like, oh no, someone's dead. But yeah. I think that could keep the rating safe, but also get that message across emotionally that there is a cost to their heroics. But the way Age of Ultron, and I really like that movie. I know a lot of people don't, but I really liked it. But the way that plays out is that there was no cost at all. Like they saved every single person, and then in um, Civil War you see like 147 people were killed in Age of Ultron, and you're like, really? I yeah. Didn't, I didn't see that part. I just saw the highlight reel of the Avengers being awesome. Yeah, <laughs> um, it's propaganda. You know, <laughs> these superhero all propaganda. They're all you know, superhero right? propaganda. We're supposed <laughs> to root for these heroes. I don't yeah. know why. Um, you know, and then also, you know, one thing to keep in mind is the the relative time frame in which these movies now take place. Um, Marvel Phase One literally takes place over the course of about a week. Yeah, and um, you know, in in Civil War, we find out you know those events happened about three to four years ago. So, you know, we now know that it's been about three or four years, um, you know, which brings up, uh, you know, when people ask about crossing over with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., um, you know, something that I said, yeah, no, it's not a joke. (laughs) I absolutely agree 100%. Um, But one of the things that people have said is, you know, why can't it cross over? And they have said, look, if we have a character in season one, is introduced in season one of their show, by the time it comes out in the movie, they're already on season three. So how can they lock in a character, you know, that far in advance? So exactly. that is why we're not we're not going to get a crossover, mm-hmm. and you know I believe by by setting Civil War now three four years after the these events because they're still dealing with the events of um, Captain America Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier yeah. um, uh, so you know that means that you know we're now completely separated from from the TV universe mm-hmm. and the movie universe. Um, you know we're going to get another was it part two in was it next year? Um, which one for Civil War? I don't know, actually. Oh, uh, yeah, the, the I thought that was yeah, that's Civil not going War. on now. Huh? In the comics world, right? No, no, no. In 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 the movie. Oh, well, I have no idea. Yeah, yeah. The, oh. Well, because they're uh, didn't what? they break this one up into two parts? No, also? no, no. That's oh, no, going to be Avengers. Uh, yeah, Infinity War is going to be broken. That's going to be Infinity War is going to be broken up. Okay. Yeah. But um, yeah, I'm like, Dumb. are they doing another? Civil <laughs> I'm like, I know they didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I know they did another Civil War in the comics, and I haven't read that one yet. I don't know what's going on with that. I know it's like Captain Marvel is on one side, and someone else is on the yeah. other. Well, you know, we know can we can we can talk I think about Iron Man again. <laughs> yeah, we can talk about um, you know, the the absolute latest with Captain America. Uh, yesterday, oh, yeah, that. Uh, Captain America number one came back. Um, he's now you know he used to be a, a decrepit old man for a little bit. But now mm-hmm. there he is, shiny and new, and um, he says two words that literally set the the internet aflame. Um, now, b- before we get into that, uh, I, the conspiracy theory that I subscribe to uh, with this is that for the longest time, DC has been saying, "Hey, you know, we're rebooting our universe. You know, it's coming. Look, 
you know, they, the, their, the issue one got leaked. Um, people were, were extremely pissed that Watchmen is now, like, in the DC universe. And the comic book comes out this Wednesday. And what does all of the news outlets around the country talk about? Captain America. Captain America. <laughs> because he says, he says two words, and now it completely, you know, D- Marvel has completely stolen DC's thunder at this point. Like, they were, DC really, really desperately needs to launch this and be really awesome. And yet, Captain America says two little words. Guys, what are the two words that Captain America said yesterday? Hail Hydra. Yes. Captain America says, Hail Hydra. And, you know, everybody is now super pissed that Captain America has always been a Nazi. And, you know, um, so he's always been a nazi yes from from the very beginning he has been a hydra soldier and that is why the internet is all aflame it but, all makes sense but think about it they they stole dc like that marvel isn't doing anything right now but you yeah know, they are they're trolling dc and that's kind of <laughs> exactly. what they, they just like go to the dc twitter feeds and are just like how can it's we it's almost fuck like with marvel DC is today? better than dc and people and care almost. more about what mm. marvel did Almost wow. the turnaround almost, though, almost like that. Yeah. The turnaround between the two companies though, like DC used to be the shit, like in like the eighties and nineties. They're like, yeah, DC, Marvel jewels, you know that sort of thing. And now it's like completely opposite. DC is dropping the ball like every friggin' week, and yeah. then Marvel's like just impressing everybody, making movies that are true to the characters and that respond well with audiences and whatnot. Who knew that would work? What? Who I knew? Part of the problem is like with rebirth, just. DC is not doing a good enough job. Like, there's not really a lot to talk about other than the Watchmen angle, mm. and there's not a lot of stuff that people are resonating with. Whereas people are actively, constantly resonating with Marvel comics, and then when they when they mess up, that's a big deal. Versus that, like DC messing up is like, oh, again. Oh, 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 oh it's <laughs> yeah. Wednesday. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Looks like you messed up again. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, that's it's why I read Marvel comics mostly is because I'm sick of being disappointed, even though I love DC characters, because it's. Again, they were big in the 80s and 90s. That's what I grew up with. Mm -hmm. I didn't even know any Marvel characters other than the X-Men and Spider-Man. And that was because they had lost the rights to them, so they were being made into other stuff. Right. Uh, And so now I'm, like, a big bad adult. And I can... Marvel makes such great comics, though. So, I mean, it's... Yeah. It's not the worst thing in the world to yeah, have to I, switch. I agree. Like, I love Batman, but I don't read Batman comics anymore. I'm mostly reading yeah. Marvel stuff, which mm. is sad. Yeah. <laughs> what, what, you know, so what did what did you like about DC? Um, I don't know. I thought – I just love Batman. I love Batwoman. I just really like um, – I love Batwoman because of the interesting storyline and the, the art was beautiful and mm. really yeah, what was it? Yeah. Uh, James Williams III. Dude, yeah. that was like the first like yeah. comic I picked up, and that was the worst comic to start with because it never actually ended because they <laughs> cut it off two <laughs> issues early. Oh, no. yeah. And that was like the end of my love for DC. It yeah. started Me and too. then it immediately ended. Same. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. His, his layouts, his, you know, he's, he's actually washes? amazing. He does everything yeah. traditionally, and then he just adds color like in post. It's just, it's so gorgeous. I just want to like cut off his hands and like tape them where <laughs> mine go. Yeah. Well. I think that will work. Yeah, I think some that scotch tape, that's, that's how that works. I know there's some science there that could make that happen, I think. Yeah. Uh, some Doctor Strange stuff. Um, you know, 
And speaking of Doctor Strange, uh, I had not seen the trailer. Because I, I generally don't watch the trailers for these movies because mm. I know I'm going to see these movies. Why do I want to spoil anything for I'm them? horrible at watching. You know? I watch all the trailers. I'm like, I'm not going to watch this trailer. There's a new Doctor Strange. Yeah. She's like, I'm checking it out right now. And it's my wife's like, please don't do that. I'm like, but, but I want to see the trailer. It, it, it's like there's no way on earth that there's going to be a Star Wars trailer that comes out that makes me go, mm, I'm going to skip this one. Pass. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so so it, that way, you know, because I know this, I'm not going to watch any trailer mm-hmm. because I, I want to be as fresh as possible. So when I saw Civil War before they ran the Doctor Strange trailer, and my God, was mm-hmm. I excited. Yeah, I was good. squealing in the seats. I cannot wait for this movie. It is going to be so amazing. Um, but DC, I mean, Marvel is just knocking it out of the park. Well, I um, think a lot really of oh. wasn't that excited about the Doctor Strange trailer because I feel like if if you're already like familiar with him, like it's exciting. But mm. I, it didn't give me a lot of information about who he is or what he's trying to accomplish or what his powers are. Right. It was a series of trippy visuals, and then we got Benedict Cumberbatch, who is who is very sexy, and then Tilda Swinton, who is very cool, and then that's it. And that's <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm gonna see it, but you could give me a little I more information. I just think they were banking on that. I think they were just banking on Cumberbatch. You and didn't get it. Yeah. yeah. No, he his, he his allure. He has to like find out and really believe in himself, and then he's gonna be able to run and dodge bullets and stuff. <laughs> it's yeah. gonna be oh. awesome. So it's good. It's I've never heard that premise before. Is it like before. basically the Matrix? Like yeah. I. Yeah. No, that was the joke. Is the <laughs> commercial <laughs> looks like the the. It, it very Inception-y. Yeah, um, I decided yeah. not to go with Inception. I went with the Matrix. Matrix. Oh, okay. I probably should. Just one of those movies. Yeah. But you know, it, I'm I'm super. Well, I guess you're right. I do know the lore inside and out, so I. I know. actually don't. I'm not like. Yeah, it's not that like I don't like Doctor Strange. I'm just I'm vaguely familiar with him, mainly from his guest spots on like cartoons, like the sure. uh, old uh, Spider-Man cartoon and then the Ultimate Spider-Man cartoon. I don't know if he ever showed up on the X-Men one or anything, but I, I, mean, think, I think so. he might have showed up on like the Hulk or Captain America cartoons from way back in the day. But that's pretty much my only like understanding of Doctor Strange and then playing as him in Marvel vs. Capcom. <laughs> I think the third one that would play as him, but that's about it. But the movie looked interesting, looked cool, and I always liked that Cumberbatch was cast. I'm not like the hugest uh, Cumberbatch fan, but I do like him. Yeah. Like, I do think he's really entertaining. He's very, very sexy, like I said. He's very visually appealing, which appeals to about 50% of humans in the world. Well, <laughs> yes, but, you know, they don't spend any money. That's why they don't make any toys. That's why they don't want to spin off. Ike Perlmutter, he says, he's like, look, Women don't spend any money on these things, so don't you guys agree? Like, don't you guys not like comic books, right? You didn't yeah. see the movies, or you didn't buy the toys? Not mm-hmm. at all. Yeah. It hurts so much to be sarcastically agreeing with you. Right <laughs> <now>. <laughs> <laughs> there are genuinely people out there who would be like, see, even these girls are saying they don't spend money on comics. <laughs> right, exactly. Why are they on the show? <laughs> <laughs> they don't like comic books. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's 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 silly, you know, that um, I guess he comes from Toy Biz, you know, like in the 80s. Um, you know, he apparently he's been the one who's been shutting down all female centered superhero yeah. movies. Wow. Um, you know, Black Widow. To be like a, a female villain in Iron Man three. Yeah, exactly. yes. Uh, yeah, apparently. How did they not you know, do that? Yeah, because it would have been amazing. We've got you know they Pepper can't Potts. Sell toys it, exactly. with girls. Ew, cooties. Because yeah. boys don't want to play with girls' toys. Know, right? You know. I've heard like of boys wanting to play with girls' toys, and then the parents saying no because a girl oh, action yeah. figure is a doll. So yeah. I think that just comes down to rebranding and making I just sure had your it girl like action figures are super fucking cool. I just yeah, figured absolutely. it was like Giganta fighting against my G.I. Joes, you know, with your superpowers stumping on him. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, the um, uh, DC at least is putting out a, a line of um, uh, like superhero girls. Oh, yeah, you know, and they've like made the like bank on that already. Yeah. Because it's just like throwing breadcrumbs to like this like, huge audience of hungry little kids mm-hmm. who just desperately want 
like a Supergirl yeah. voice plate figure exactly. that isn't over two hundred dollars and showing a lot of cleavage, <laughs> and somehow they've never tapped into that market before. I know. Yeah, I know. Well, they've it's been weird. ignoring fifty percent of the market for some yeah. inexplicable reason. It's like, do you not like money? Do you not I've, want money? I've heard part of the theory behind this is, as someone who's making toys, it's a lot easier to keep your demographics cleanly separated. And so, because Disney and Marvel are the same company, it's in their best interest to only sell dolls and Disney princess stuff to the girls and only sell action figure and superhero stuff to the boys because even though that's really shitty and dumb it helps them understand their markets better and makes it easier to sell them <laughs> stuff okay. and perpetuate gender stereotypes <laughs> and continue making money off of that and then uh, the, the end everyone yeah, dies I mean, <laughs> it's like you don't uh, my niece doesn't need a pink lightsaber you know, know she doesn't right? need pink Jedi robes you know, she wants to put on the black, and she wants to pick up a red lightsaber, yeah, and that exactly. is awesome. And, you know, um, the the fact that for whatever reason these people do not choose not to cater to, you know, um, these demographics is just silly. Um, I know that there are a lot of uh, cartoons like um, uh, Teen Titans, which is insanely popular, but because it doesn't sell the toys to the right people, they have to then cancel it. Because, oh, no, we don't want adults buying these toys. You know, because we don't want adults' money. We want kids' money. You know, because you know those hardworking kids at their jobs every day toiling away <laughs> eight hours kids a day. Kids' money, adult money. Come huh? home. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, it's, it's after the a hard day's work, they sit down on the couch, <laughs> you know, pop open a beer, smoke <laughs> a cigar, root beer, and you know, candy. <laughs> Moms, read me a bedtime story. <laughs> <laughs> so we're all in agreement. Women get their fair share in comics, yeah, right? Well, uh, <laughs> you know, it's it's slowly but surely. You know. Um, uh, we've got more female creators. We've got more female characters. Yeah, um, between now there. and 2020, we're going to have, like, two movies with female protagonists out of the 20 they announced for this, like, five-year segment. Wait, that's Two of many. them are for us. That's two. Yeah. That's, uh -huh. I don't know. That may be too but many. But if so one of them fails and the other one's good, they're still going to look at the bad one and be like, Oh, yeah, nah, of course. Uh, yeah. Of course. Yeah, yeah Wonder like so much is riding on Wonder Woman right now. Wonder it's Woman like everyone's sweating bullets because I love Wonder Woman. Oh, I know, right? I yeah. love Wonder Woman so much, and I'm like, please, for the love of Christ, let this movie be good. There's, like, so much riding on this movie, and people are like, well, if it's just a bad movie, they'll just move on to the next one. I'm like, no, yeah. that's not the point. Batman v Superman, you know, as a minority, Batman v Superman, like, really hurt Cyborg. It's like, right. I, w I mean, Cyborg's not exactly the most amazing superhero, but neither was fucking Ant-Man. Neither right. was, you know, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy with the talking raccoon and tree. It's like, but Marvel has more confidence in their characters <coughs> than DC does. We should get... A you know, um, shit. I can't even think of the. One. We should get a um, Blue Booster Gold or Blue Beetle movie or a you know. Well, I you can't know what? For, like for Spectre that, or something. But I, DC's like Spectre, Swamp Thing, Animal yep, Man. Right. Who are those guys? You know, we don't, we don't, we don't trust those. More Batman. We need more Batman and everything. You know, I'm sure they're gonna release a Booster Gold movie and somehow have Batflick in there <laughs> somewhere. You know, because they need to market the movie because uh, Booster Gold's not strong enough to stand on his own, according to DC. And Marvel's like, yep, our next movie is gonna have you know. Like Doctor Strange, like we talked about, he's not really an uh, iconic named, you know, big name character. He's not really that, you know, well known. But so was Iron Man. Like, no, Iron Man was like right. a C list Avenger, and then they cast Robert Downey Jr. and now and he's like, now he's leading the Avengers and every <sighs> other Iron uh, Avengers product. Iron Man's the dude, and it's like right. it was always Cap. Captain America was always the guy. 
But DC doesn't have that faith in anything that doesn't have a cape and a cowl, you know, and bats flying everywhere. And I love Batman, too, but I'm like, dude, you guys have this stable of amazing characters, and you do jack shit with them. And I know that if Wonder Woman does bad, they're going to be like, well, see? No one wants to see, you know, women in superhero roles and doing all that kind of shit, you know? Right. The fact that Green Lantern did poorly did not affect Batman. Yeah. Whereas if Wonder Woman does not do well, then, you know, they may not do um, Black Widow. Yeah, you exactly. know they may not. You know they're, they're, they're not going to do Black Widow anyways. Oh, of course not. Yeah, well, yeah. you she's know she's such a great character. I love Black I, it, yeah. That sucks. so much. Yeah, Black Widow's good. awesome. She's good. Like Scarlett Johansson is amazing. Why would they not? And give she's her a box office draw. Yeah. Like, exactly. That one movie she made, what was it, Lucy? I think it was. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was it. Was like 160 million in the box office, and that was this non-Marvel Disney tied, you know, thing. I guarantee, if it was a Black Widow movie, it'd be a 300 million domestic, you know, grosser. Yeah. It's like, I mean, it's fucking Scarlett Johansson. Who doesn't want to see Scarlett Johansson be awesome and pretty and kick ass and be a cool spy? I don't see how they couldn't do the equivalent of Winter Soldier, you know, with, with Black Widow. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. I'm ducking for Black <laughs> Widow. No, yeah. we aren't allowed to be sarcastic because people no. will think we're right? true. Okay, you're this right. Is true. Where this like is what we get for women, being women. So. Yeah. 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 So, um, I know Marvel's in a special position. Because, like, with DC movies, the draw is the character, but with Marvel, they've set it up that they make good movies and tell good stories. Mm -hmm. So people will go see Ant-Man, even though they have no idea who he is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so when Captain Marvel comes out, it will be a woman in the forefront, but people are still going to see it. And I feel like they're in a position where they don't need to rely on who the character is, as long as, because mm -hmm. people will be on yeah. board. So they can push boundaries a lot more than they are. Like, mm. we still haven't seen any, like, openly gay characters mm. in either universe, according to, like, the cinema version, even though they're in the comics. Mm. And I'd really like to see that. I mean, there are people who want, like, Captain America and Bucky to get together. Uh, <laughs> and they're just, like, filthy perverts, but I mean, <laughs> God bless them. Uh, I know the second Deadpool movie, there have been, like, nerdy whispers about how badly they want Deadpool and what was it Colossus to get yeah, together Colossus. yeah because so he's he's like openly pansexual in the comics but right. they aren't showing that on screen yeah. and I mean like a young Avengers movie would kick ass but yes it there would. are so many missed opportunities mm. and I feel like they have this power to kind of challenge the status quo and change what movies are about by promising like funny witty banter and mm. good storytelling and solid plot arcs but also showing us people we've never seen on the big screen before. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And Mar Marvel has those characters to draw from. Mm -hmm. You know, like you said, um, they can pull in the Young Avengers, and that, you know, that gets them um, uh, Hulkling and, and uh, what was the... Wiccan? Wiccan and then, and oh, Wicked, yeah. they get, like, a little baby Loki, you know? and they get Kate Bishop, <laughs> who's definitely the best Hawkeye. Like, I love her. Yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, and the thing with, with, with Hulkling, it's like, you know, you can talk about... Um, the, the whole sexual spectrum with bec with a character like that because he's a changeling. Yeah. Um, um, so th going back to Civil War, I think that it was amazing in introducing both uh, Black Panther and Captain America. Oh, yeah. Very succinctly, they didn't get bogged down they introduced with anything. Captain well, America. Uh, I'm sorry, Black <laughs> Panther and Spider-Man. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, clearly, they did not need to introduce... Uh, Captain America in his third movie. <laughs> okay, I'm going to uh, jump on a little tangent for a second. Yeah, yeah Black I don't Panther. Know oh, I'm sorry, go on. I was yeah. just going to say, Black Panther for me, like, growing up, I don't know, I've told this story like a billion times before, but growing up, you know, when I was in school, I wasn't allowed to be, like, Batman or Superman or Spider-Man or Green Lantern or Flash or any of the characters that I loved growing up. And I asked my classmates why, and they said, well, because you're black. 
And I'm like, well, I'll be the bad guy then. I'm like, I'll be Brainiac or Lex Luthor or something. It's like, oh, you can't be those guys because they're white too. And so it's like, you get to be the bank robber. You know, you can be the gang member that robs the bank. And then we swoop in as the Justice League and beat you up because, you know, bank robberies, the Justice League gets called in, you know. But growing up, so growing up, and I didn't know about characters like Black Lightning or Luke Cage or Black Panther or any other black superhero with black in the name and electric powers. But a character like Black Panther, I would have eaten him up if I had known he existed. So to see him in this movie and be as well-realized as he is means so much to me, you know, as a young black boy, you know, like, who loves superheroes but can never participate. So having a character like him, just like Finn in Star Wars, just having, you know, a character that looks a lot like me but – and acts like me in some ways, you know, it's like it's really nice to see. He's not a stereotype or a cliche. Like, Black Panther was regal as shit in that movie. Oh, like, absolutely. he was so awesome. Yeah. I'm like – I'd go there, and I'm, you know. Yeah, everybody wants to go to Wakanda. <laughs> I'm like, you know? I, I want to go to Wakanda. I want to be, you know, I want to go and have a badass vibranium suit and shit. Oh. But, yeah, I thought he was so good, and it, was, it meant so much to me. And I know a lot of other minorities, not just, you know, blacks, but in general, just seeing that kind of representation and done so well. It's nice. It's very similar to, you know, representation of women in fiction, too. It's like we don't really get to see that version of us on the big screen right. so it's really cool when we it's, see it. it it's almost as if there's a larger demographic than white straight male almost 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 i'm not sure about that know, i mean we don't, don't you know, know we won't we won't let's not rock the boat too much <laughs> you know that's um but uh, you know yeah that's and that's what's amazing you know that we are we are getting this sort of diversity with mm. our superheroes and they're j- and they're being true to their characters yeah, they're being exactly. true to their nature you know unlike batman versus superman like you saw the flash for like three seconds, and you're like, "Who? What? Yeah, who was Why? that? What was that?" And then you know, go to the WB or you know? C- I keep calling it the WB. It's the CW now. <laughs> the CW, yeah. You turn on the CW, yeah, and you UPN. see one of the best realized versions of the Flash like out I, there right yeah. now. Ne- like next, I love that show. Next next month, uh, next month's episode, we're gonna be talking about Flash Arrow. I oh, cannot okay. wait. But goddamn, was that Flash finale? I amazing. haven't seen the finale yet because oh I watch it on Hulu, so I have to watch it the next day. Mm. And, um, <laughs> you know, okay, let's just oh. it's it's no, it's it was good. bad. It was bad. It's we'll, awful. Don't, don't watch it. Mm. No, <laughs> horrible. We'll just move on to, to Civil War. Um, you know, so so uh, Spider Man, yeah. he had forty seven lines in that movie. Superman apparently had forty two lines in his movie. Um, you know, and I believe, you know, this was the best representation of Peter Parker oh, I've ever seen. You know, he, he was just you know. Banter, mm-hmm. mile a minute, um, and the 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 best part, like the the eyes moving, yeah, no. the aperture. I love the. You eyes. don't you don't like that? He was a teenager. Yes. He was one. I mm-hmm. I, I love that he actually acted like he looked a real, and sounded a like a teenager. teenager. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He he the behaved I- like one. It was gold. Yeah. It was perfect. Well, no, the eyes. I know everyone loves the eyes, and they look cool as shit. But the the setup for it is he can't. He's got all the senses coming around, right. so he yeah. needs to wear those all the time. Yeah, and it never affe- like just from a writing perspective, that was the number one thing that really drove me crazy about the movie was make that a problem at some point where his senses are going crazy because it it seemed to me it wasn't really a thing. It just looked really cool. It, it, They've been setting it up for future movies. That's what I'm yeah. guessing. Because you only have, are, like, what, 20 no, no, minutes no, of screen not, time, I guess? Yeah. I love the movie. I had a re- that was, yeah. the, like, one of the few – and the no parachute. And wh- why the fuck would Iron Man not have an emergency <laughs> yeah. parachute that's in his true. suit? A war machine? Yeah. Um, like, that's the first you thing you put in a jetpack. Uh, like, I, that, that really bothered me. Yeah. <laughs> 
uh, okay, well, you know, he's got all those guns. He's he's war machine. He probably took out the parachute to put <laughs> to on put more another missiles. rocket. Yeah. yeah, you know, because that's that's what he does. If he's a genius. He should have stuck around. Yeah, he should. <laughs> yeah. Tony that. Stark is like famously arrogant. Maybe yeah. he was like parachute. Why the why fuck would, would anyone that? need yeah. that? Yeah, yeah, yeah need Titanic doesn't need more lifeboats. Yeah. Come yeah. on, exactly. he doesn't need a parachute. I think what impressed me the most about Spider Man was that. It was an actor that was both so good as Peter and Spider-Man. Oh, whereas, yeah. like, I really liked Tobey Maguire, but that's because I thought he was a really good Peter, but not a very good Spider-Man. And Andrew Garfield, I hated as Peter Parker. I thought he was, like, the worst fucking Peter Parker I've ever seen. But he, he was, was great as— Yeah, he was— Yeah, I know. Like, yeah. Peter's like, I'm still signing awkward, and this Peter's like, hey, you know, right? Stacy, how you doing? And she's like, oh, how you doing, Peter? <laughs> like, I don't get it. Like, that's not Peter Parker, at least not— High school era Peter Parker that he was right. supposed to be, but um his Spider Man was good. Like I always mm-hmm. thought Andrew Garfield did a good Spider Man, but Tom Holland is so good as both Peter and Spider Man, and we see how how um vulnerable and guarded he is when he's talking to Tony. Like he doesn't want to tell him too much, even though he knows who Tony is. Like obviously he knows Tony Stark is Iron Man. But what I love about that scene is probably like my favorite part of that movie outside of seeing Spider-Man doing his Spider-Man thing was just where he's talking to Tony about why he does what he does, you know, and it was just such a good, like, awesome, touching scene, and he only has 47 lines, uh, you know, yeah. dialogue in the movie, and it's just so, like, well done. Like, I'm like, oh, my God, I'm, like, screaming at the screen because, like, they've gotten Spider-Man right finally. Yeah. It's really, really and, nice. And, and, you know, what I love is, is the, you know, the, the aperture of the eyes, which is a, a signature, I believe, of Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, his eyes go big when he's got yeah. – uh, um, his spider spen- senses are tingling. They go small when he's, like, flicking and stuff, whatever. Um, and we had never gotten that in the previous movies. Yeah. And the other thing that we got is, you know, a throwback to the 70s, the the, the stinger at the end with yeah. the big red light. <laughs> that was awesome. I like that a lot. That, like, I – It's a computer, not a light. I'm sick of people saying it's the spider light. It was so clearly one of Iron Man's cool-ass – move everything around you put it a spider signal no here's a, here's it the difference not, is that that if it was a computer then it would have appeared in front of him so he can go <laughs> right but it didn't it oh, appeared up against God. the wall cuz he was shooting it from his hand and i just can't wait for the scene where like he he illuminates himself and he takes a picture of himself and he sends it to jay jones <laughs> yeah. and that is going to be amazing um, but you know we we that is awesome that we finally get um, Spider-Man in these mm-hmm. movies. I personally believe that we're going to get um, the X-Men is going to come back to Marvel. Maybe, um, yeah. You know, um, what are some of the characters that you guys would like to see um, come out? Fantastic Four. And I'm not even a big Fantastic Four fan. I just think they can be so cool. And honestly, I really just want Doctor Doom. Like, fuck the Fantastic Four, but I'd like Doctor Doom to Doctor come Doom back. Versus and Iron I think Man Doctor sure. Doom, yeah. one of my ideas about Doctor Doom and the Fantastic Four and how they could be integrated into the movie was after Age of Ultron with the uh, Sokovia stuff. How, you know, Sokovia gets destroyed. And I thought it would be cool if um, Victor took over Sokovia, renamed it Latveria, and mm. built it back up again as his own kind of like little thing. But all of the – like, he's messing with some kind of technology or whatnot to rebuild, you know, Sokovia well, into he, Liberia. He's, he's building his castle on top of Ultron's contraption. Yeah, exactly. But all of those – all of that, you know, like, stuff that happens in, you know, say, Doctor Strange and, you know, having him come in, it upsets, like, Galactus, you know. And so they're – Galactus is on his way to Earth, and they're like, how can we stop, you know, Galactus? Doctor Doom's doing his thing. And then the Fantastic Four come in and kind of work together like that. I always thought the Fantastic Four worked really good as a um, – 
support group. Like, I'm sure they can headline their own movie, but I always liked it better when they integrated with the other Marvel characters. Like, they'd show up, Spider-Man would go to, you know, uh, the Baxter building and try to get a job because he's poor, and they're like, we're a nonprofit organization, Spider-Man, sorry. <laughs> and he's like, God dang it. You know, I always liked that. And the rivalry between Johnny Storm and um, and Peter was always a lot of fun, you know? And I would love to see that. And, of course, Doctor Doom is, like, one of the most badass, like, villains Marvel has outside of Magneto. And uh, I would just love to see him done right for a change. Like, I just want to see these characters done right. And Marvel has shown that they can do their characters better than anybody else has done so yeah. far. Even though those movies are great. I love the Sam Raimi movies. But, I mean, that still wasn't quite Spider-Man. It was an acceptable Spider-Man, but it wasn't Spider-Man. Yeah. And so pretty much every Marvel character that doesn't belong to Marvel, I want them back at Marvel. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Christine, what do you – I know She-Hulk had a really great comic run where oh, she was yeah. just yeah. being a lawyer, and then just stuff happened on the side oh, that was that super so heroey. Yeah, was, uh, it's probably my favorite comic run. If I had to just pick one, uh, I think Miss Marvel would be really cool yeah. to see. Yeah, I've already yeah. said Young Avengers, but I want to say it as many times as possible. That would be the <laughs> fucking best thing that you could do. Like, pro- probably like a Netflix thing because yeah. it's not a two-hour kind of story. It's like a binge for 13 hour kind of story uh and also like again kate bishop hawkeye you just make a hawkeye movie but don't tell anyone it's about the other hawkeye because they have the same name and everyone will be really (laughs) mad but then they'll forget how mad they are when they realize how fucking delightful she is well no here's the thing like i i don't like jeremy renner hawkeye like i don't never have i just he's grown on me since uh I agree. Like he's the heart of the whole thing uh, somehow. Um, I like Jer- I thought like I didn't like him in his other appearances, but I thought from like Age of Ultron on, yeah. I thought he actually <laughs> finally started kind of feeling like Hawkeye for a change. That kind of snarky, you know, sarcastic, you know, jackass who's cocky and arrogant because he's so good at what he does. But I, I thought I like him. I think he's okay. Uh, then I guess yeah. I'm just the only one. I just I, I don't. There's he just sits more there people just than being lame. I mean, he doesn't yeah. really get maybe. his own character arcs. Like, the best arc he's had was he secretly has a family, which was just like, I love that. ha, gotcha. Right. We're trying to build him up, so you think we're going to kill him off. Yeah. And yeah. then Psych killed someone else. Yeah. yeah. Good job, Marvel. And and it was hilarious because in the, in the previous movie, they tried to hint that um, him and Black Widow had a thing. You know, um, and you know, because they had a close up of her necklace and it was a little arrow. Was it? How you do know? you remember yeah. that? So you know, they were they were trying to be real <laughs> subtle that about is, that it. That's exactly what Black know? Widow would do if she had hooked up with him. Yeah. And I think right. they should all wear an arrow that necklace. Right yeah. yeah. Um, she probably writes his name a lot in, the, in her in her books. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Widow Heart Mrs. Hawkeye. Hawkeye. Yeah. Mrs. Hawkeye. <laughs> <laughs> Natasha Hawkeye. <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe it's good that we haven't had a Black Widow movie yet, because they might do something like that, yeah. and they that might be really confused if we tell them that's bad. That Bruce Banner, like, Widow thing in Age of Ultron was probably the one part that I that absolutely loathe yeah, about yeah, that movie, because I love really Mark Ruffalo, I really like Mark Ruffalo, but I'm like, that came out of freaking nowhere, it's like, it did yeah. not, what is I this? I predicted it from the first <laughs> Avengers movie, I, I was like, I can't believe they're gonna hook up Hulk and, um, uh, and why, because he was chasing her down the air carrier, and you're like, that's love right there, there. that is not rage, there was that moments, is love, I've known it since then, and I was, I, I was like, well, they're probably not gonna do that, and that's what made me, because ex- <laughs> it makes perfect sense, he's the only man, not only is he really nice, but in Hulk mode, he's the only man that she's like, scared of, like everybody else is just a little okay. 
puss. I, I think they make perfect sense together. One of the things that drives um, me crazy is that the character, the female in the group, always has to date within the team. Well, it's like this ownership the thing. The guys have to have a love interest to prove that they're they're real men. And <laughs> because right. she's the only yeah. female character who's already there, you don't want to introduce five new women then because that's right. too many women. Yeah. That's true. So they, you have, they you have to balance the around. woman's scales. Yeah. You know? Arrow just did that recently to, to yeah. all of our delight and love <laughs> that yeah. that happened in that show. Good um, old Arrow. Well, you know, I mean, I personally, I, I think Arrow's a bit, uh, a bit slow. Um, it's not nearly. Well, as it wasn't as, as like atrocious as the last season, but it wasn't really good either. It was just kind of like, yep, that's Arrow. I'm watching it because I like the cast, but <sighs> it, that's about it. Yeah. Um, but that's yeah. adorable. It's no, it's, no, it's no Flash. It's no Flash. And I'm biased, I guess, because Flash was like my favorite you know, superhero. I had a little action figure when I was five, and uh, you would squeeze his arms, and his little legs would run like this, and I like loved that Flash action figure so much. He flailed. <laughs> yeah, he would just like kind of <laughs> squeezing his arms. Uh, what do you want to see? I would love to see a Black Widow movie, but apparently Marvel hates money. So they they know, do. Right? Yeah. They do. Um, yeah. It boggles my mind. And I would love Ms. Marvel also. I yeah. think that'd be really interesting, especially um, just because. Is Miss yeah. Marvel's <laughs> awesome? Captain's <laughs> girlfriend? I'm sorry? No. 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 Oh, it doesn't. No, she's like Thank a 16 year old uh, Pakistani American girl. Yeah. Oh, oh, you're talking yeah. about Kamala, not yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, Carol. Kamala, oh, yeah, I love Carol. Kamala. Yeah, Kamala. Kamala's oh, no, no, so awesome. That's way more interesting yeah, than I thought. Yeah. It was, yeah. I thought Miss Marvel was going to be that. The, no. The no. Because there is a Captain Marvel movie, and I think they've implied that Miss Marvel is going to beat in that or I something. Hope so. really? oh, I like thought Captain Marvel was a girl. A clip I heard like, yeah. so. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yes. I, yeah. Right. He's also, uh, I'm pretty sure he's also a boy in the DC universe, like a young boy who turns into a giant man. Yeah, Shazam. Shazam. Yeah. Comics, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah right. Um, oh, yeah, I love Kamala so much. She's yeah. such a like, oh, she's such an adorable, awesome character. And I, I, think, I love that book. And I think the comics really tackle Islamophobia in an interesting way. Yeah, exactly, way. exactly. It's a good comic. I think it's a cool movie. LGBT characters you want to see on screen? I love Batwoman, but they they don't love her apparently in DC. But right. Batwoman's awesome. Here, yeah, I like Batwoman too. You talk about the LGBT, and you're talking about Flash, and then they got the the Pied Piper, which I read was the first comic gay, openly gay comic book character, which seems really you can't have the first gay comic well, book character named Pied Piper. <laughs> um, like that's <laughs> way. I mean, it's a guy who kidnaps children. I think oh that's God. also – yeah, it, also I think that um, we have to think about the fact that that's just in the big two. Also, mm. there's there's tons of LGBT comics out there, and they've yeah. been around oh. since forever. Yeah, so, I like, I mean – Well, if it's yeah. not in the 616 for DC, that doesn't yeah, exist. So. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, the, yes, it would be awesome if we – you know, Dark Horse started giving us, um, you know, movies. I would love to see Grendel. I would love to see, I believe mm-hmm. a concrete movie would be, you know, super slow, super boring. Mm-hmm. Nobody would watch it, but I would love it. You know, um, two hours of looking at concrete dry. That, <laughs> that does sound <laughs> quite, super quite, boring. Quite, quite literally, um, that would probably be what I it would be. I want to see a, I want a Spectre TV show or something. Like, I think Spectre's such a cool DC character, and mm. I think, like, having that spirit of vengeance, you know, like, one up, because Ghost Rider's such a, like, fail as far as Marvel goes. Well, right. Sony failed on that one, but I think he's back at Marvel now, Ghost Rider. I think they got the rights for him, Blade, and some other dudes back, but I would love Marvel to see Marvel Knights would be great. Yeah, that would be awesome. Right. I would love to see, like, a Spectre TV show. I, I'd like, think everything should be on like netflix now now yeah. that like jessica, yes. jessica jones was so awesome and so was daredevil yeah. and uh i want everything to be a netflix show like i would li- even though i want she hulk like in the movies i would really like a like 
police procedural lawyer show with oh, She-Hulk. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> like, uh, She-Hulk so versus, awesome. versus uh, Matt Murdock. Yeah, exactly. Have, like, those two facing off would be so much fun. That would be amazing. Because we never get to see Matt do any lawyerly type things. I yeah. think we saw on the show, like, season one, there was one episode where he's like, I'm a lawyer. And then, like, all season two, he's like, I don't do that shit anymore, Foggy. You take care of it. <laughs> I mean, I guess it gave Foggy something to do. But it's yeah. like, <laughs> Matt's just, like, the worst, like, friend ever in uh, season two of Daredevil. Yeah. But I think it'd be so cool to have, like, you know, she-Hulk show up in the courtroom all green and shit, you know, with her suit on, and Matt's like, what the hell is this? Like, what's going on? And then she, like, schools him on the floor. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. She would tower over him, too. Oh, that'd be so awesome. She'd be, like, awesome. a foot taller than him. Oh, yeah. I want oh, she'd play her. And oh, yeah. she'd still wear heels because she's a classy lady. Oh, oh absolutely. Totally. You know. I love that picture. I think it's in the first issue of that She-Hulk comic where you see, like, a full body shot, and she's just standing there, like, yeah. really huge, but she has, like, the awesome dress on and, like, holding the high heels, case. holding yeah. a briefcase. I love that image so much. Yeah. That comic was so good. Um... But um, unfortunately, I believe we're coming close to the end of the show. Oh. Um, so at this time, um, uh, we'll go down and – How have we not talked about how Captain America has a contingency plan for the Hulk, but he can't take out – not Captain America. Iron Man has a contingency plan for the Hulk, but he can't take out Captain America. He, he, he did it – what was it, Betty? That's my point is thing? Iron Man's an idiot. I don't like him anymore after this movie. He's just whining. Sorry, I had to get that. <laughs> <laughs> He's like – Kind of like Batman, but not. So it makes he's sense not that he, he'd try to have contingency plans, but he'd like get drunk halfway through and forget about the rest <laughs> yeah. of them. Yeah. But he's not even drunk anymore. He's I just know, right? no demon in a bottle who, yet. Uh, ugh, I want to be like. Does it he even need to be man. in the suits anymore? Yeah. Like, does he have to be there? And then why not turn on your automatic fighty thing all the time? <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I would have started the fight with Captain America with analyze fight anyway. <laughs> Iron Man. All right, well, so uh, if people want to continue to hear um, about Civil War from you, where could they people find you and your work? Um, you probably won't hear me say anything ever again about <laughs> Civil War. Um, no, I enjoy it. I don't have anything. Oh, oh no, on uh, July 24th um, at the uh, the Comedy Store main room. Sweet. That's all I have booked right now. All righty. Uh, Stefano, where can people find you and your work? I don't know. Um, you can have, know. You find me on – uh, Facebook and Facebook. DeviantArt. Okay, DeviantArt, um, I have a DeviantArt page that's FFNB, uh, F as in Frank, F as in Frank, N as in Nancy, B as in boy, dot DeviantArt.com. But I also have like a Twitter and a Tumblr and all that kind of stuff, and I don't honestly remember any of those links. Well, that's, However, that's good my name is Stefano Terry, and Ooh. so you can just type in my name or the Gamma Gals. That would be probably easier. Type in the Gamma Gals, uh-huh. and you should be able to find me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, DeviantArt, Tumblr, a <laughs> lot of stuff. I don't know. <laughs> Alrighty. <laughs> yeah, wait, I'll say something real quick because I don't want to give the last word over the ladies. Okay. Uh, I'm on Twitter also. Ooh. At Makespence. M-A-K-E-S-P-E-N-C-E. Oh. Okay, now I'm done. Thank you. <laughs> Christine? Uh, uh, my my webcomic can be found at bountyhuntersspacebesties.com. Uh, I'm on Twitter. Uh, my Twitter handle is at the hip chip. Two P's in hip, two P's in chip. Uh, and also, you can find out more about the ladybugs at ladybugcomics.org. There are links to all of our social media accounts, and you can find out more about our members and what we're making and how cool we are. Sweet, mm-hmm. Ashley. Um, I'm also on ladybugcomics.org, so you can find all my stuff. But uh, the easiest way to get a hold of me is probably my Twitter handle, which is Ms. Rubay, M Z R U B A Y. Awesome. 
Um, and uh, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Comics on Comics. Also, I would love to announce that we are doing a show at San Diego Comic Con. Um, I uh, Comic Con will not allow me to announce when and where just yet. But if you've been to the show, uh, you would know where our historic time and place is. And I can almost guarantee that it will be uh, at the same time and place. Um, uh, thanks, guys, for coming out. This was awesome. Uh, this has been Comics on Comics, the show where the greatest comic minds meet the greatest minds in comics. That's what I nerd out on. Now y'all gotta, yeah, no. That was awesome listening to all y'all. Y'all know so much. It's so cool. I, Thank yeah. you for having me. It was so